0: Welcome to Founding Impact where we talk about Impact startup ecosystem in Europe. I'm Maciej Gałkiewicz
1: and I'm Kasia Zalewska. We are Impact Angel investors from Ragnarsson.
0: Welcome everyone in our next episode and today is a special one because we would really like to go a bit deeper into the history of Kasia's. Yeah, hey. You may already know a bit more about Ragnarsson and my personal story from other materials but uh, we haven't really spoken about uh, Kasia's very uh, fruitful and um, diverse experience as an entrepreneur and and founder and kasha agreed for us today to tell a bit of her story kasha i'm super curious to go through all the stages that are uh, relevant to, to our audience uh, and go a bit deeper into into your experience and and lessons learned on the way
1: yeah, sure. I'm totally happy to, to share my story. I'm not sure how you know entertaining it's gonna be, but uh, nevertheless, I think
0: this is something I will try to help you.
1: <laughs> well, let's give it a shot.
0: Cool. Um, where do we start?
1: Um, I think we can start at the beginning, as always. Who would have guessed? <laughs> so who would have guessed? So, I moved to Berlin around almost year, eight years ago. So, like, time is passing by super fast. Uh, before that, I was in Poland. Of course, I'm Polish, quite obvious. Uh, I was studying political science. Then I worked for a couple of years in marketing agencies. So when I moved to Berlin, my goal was to actually turn around completely. I knew that I don't want to work in marketing anymore, no agency. Uh, I tried it. it; was great, of course. <laughs> but I, I knew already that it's nothing, nothing that I would like to do in a longer term. So why I, not? Um, That's a a tough question. It's just, you know, what I really value working in agency. um, I was an account manager, so I was responsible for managing marketing projects for big clients, corporations mostly. So uh, what I super, super value is that I was responsible for so many things at the same time. Mm-hmm. I learned how yeah. to really manage a project with various participants from graphic designers, per clients, for copy and all of that production, everything was involved. So like, you know, I learned how to really multitask and how to m- handle like the budget and timing. I know that those are very um, useful set of skills for anything that I, w- I plan to do in a later stage. It's simply that when I use the set of skills within the marketing and running projects for corporations, I knew that is okay. It might be interesting. It might be fascinating from time to time, but it's nothing really impactful or valuable for me.
0: In so the skills were uh, important to be gained, but yes. so like the, the topics not necessarily something you would pursue
1: exactly, in the long the point, run.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's, okay. So exactly. So when I moved to Berlin, I knew that, okay, I have a very valuable set of skills very versatile, I can use it in, in very um, various industries. So, OK, let's give it a try. So uh, when I moved here like eight years ago, you know, startup scene was really booming, like a lot of things were happening here. So I started to look around that and I met uh, my first co-founder exactly like half a year after I moved here. Uh, he was a, a serial entrepreneur looking for someone who would help him with his next endeavor. And that's when I came to the scene. He was still on the stage of like, you know, uh, ideation phase, having a couple of ideas on the table, trying to figure out which one is the best one to pursue. So when I joined him, I helped him exactly with that, like trying to figure out which one. So... uh, Uh, When
0: when you had those ideas, was it like... In, in, in one space, like different ways of approaching someone or like completely different industries or?
1: It was uh, around the same industry because his experience was related to ad tech, advertisement technology space. So everything was more okay. or less around that. Okay. Uh, I had no idea what that is I basically like marketing and ad tech back then in Poland was not connected at all. So I, for me, it was like, you know, black magic almost. But uh, nevertheless, I thought that like, okay, doesn't matter for me what the company is gonna do. I'm really fascinated by the same fact that I'm gonna build something. Mm-hmm. I will be there from the first minutes up to like you know later, and I will be involved in everything. So for me, that was the most fascinating part. Why I decided to join him uh, on exactly this uh, this journey. Uh, so that was like so big cool. wow for me, like eye opening experience.
0: So would you say like the the skills you learned before, then you could apply, plus you could Like be around boss to some extent at least and Mm -hmm. take the responsibility for all the results so there was no no one else above you like overlooking your work but just diving a bit deeper into this um you know self-managed world of of...
1: yeah it's like by definition of how the early stage companies are working it's when it's the two or three or four of you you need to take responsibility for what you're doing there's no one else who's who's gonna help you with that So, and that was actually super exciting for me. Like I already had like experience and confidential and and self-confidence to, to be able to do that by myself. I didn't have to learn everything from basics. Mm -hmm. I knew that I can apply the things, but the challenge for me was first of all, New language. I never worked in English before, and it, it, it never, don't even mention the German, right? Right. So for me, also like the the mindset of a startup was something completely different from what I knew from agency world. Whoever worked in an agency knew what I'm talking about, especially working with corporates. But that was like the big challenge for me, like to you know to change my mind. Like, okay, first of all, I need to learn how to work in English. I don't know how to write an emails even. So I was like literally googling it the first day. How should I address <laughs> this in a formal way? So super funny time. Uh, but I felt good. And that's 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 when I knew that I'm okay. I'm on the right spot. I feel good with like... I feel uh, excited going to work next day. Because I knew like every single day I saw effects of my work. Mm-hmm. And that's that was like when I got this back to, you know.
0: And uh, when you say you, you saw the effects of your work, you mean... It was easy to progress as opposed to the, the agency or you, you kind of owned the process and this is why you could really push things forward? Um,
1: a, a little bit of both. When I started, um, my co-founder asked me a question that I remember until now and he put me on a position like, okay, you're the first one, you have the right to decide. Do you want to specialize in one area or do you want to be a generalist and try a little bit of everything and try to like, you know, oversee everything uh, a little bit? So I decided okay, what choices do I have? I can be responsible for I don't know HR and I can like, you know, develop in this area or accounting or whatever was there to, to do to work with, or I can try to do everything a little bit and then find my path later. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that was more exciting for me. So I decided to to stay and become a generalist and learn everything a little bit and help with everything that was happening in the company instead of just, you know, specializing in one section.
0: How how did you know that? I'm asking because (laughs) like many times I I speak with, with maybe founders or people who consider to run a business and they struggle with. Am I a specialist? Am I a generalist? Like, would I be a good entrepreneur? Or is it more like I'm just good at those kind of things and maybe a bit at sales and this is why Mm -hmm. I could kind of have this business career? Like, how? what was your feeling back then?
1: Well, I started with, like, uh, analyzing a little bit myself. It's like, in which type of activities or tasks I feel good doing that. Like, what type of skills do I have already? So I, I decided, okay, I'm really good at analysis, at research. I'm really good like at organizing things. I'm really great as a second in command. I was a scout, so I know that for a couple of years. So like I combined all of that together and decided, okay, I will be great being a specialist in HR, whatever. But I, I think more challenging for me, more like in terms of my personal development, would be to stay generalist. Also, I wanted to keep my um, doors open in terms of what I will be doing as Mm -hmm. the next step, because I knew that it's just one, you know, uh, one adventure on my road, one thing that I will be doing for a couple of years, but then what's what's happening next? Do I want to stick into one area without really knowing if it's something that's really exciting for me. So that's why I decided to stay generalist at the beginning and maybe develop in one direction later. So I'm really happy I've made the decision.
0: It sounds like you had a very good kind of foundation to make this decision because you were aware of your skills, you you were confident, and it was a matter of kind of reviewing your situation and saying okay in the future i want to have all those doors open and it's more exciting to be a generalist and this is how i pursue it
1: yeah exactly it's also because of my previous experience uh, and i am coming from poland and like the work environment eight years ago was completely different from what i experienced here Mm -hmm. in germany so when i changed the environment and i've like had this eye-opening experience like wow you can work in different way I was like you know okay what else is here that i don't know about it's also why i wanted to keep my doors open because i've learned about like know, job positions that i didn't even know exist because they didn't exist back in poland so i like really wanted okay i will do this now try to like you know learn as much as possible get as much wide set of skills as possible in order to like really find something, something later. And
0: uh, all of the sudden uh, sky's the limit. Exactly, exactly. That's (laughs) what I learned here in Germany. Cool. What happens next?
1: So what happens next? Um, Yeah, it was like two years of of me being in in, in the first company. I was like doing absolutely everything from the beginning. I was involved in everything that was happening in company, recruiting people, making partnerships the biggest challenge for me at the beginning was like, okay, so we have a company now and now you have to register it. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak German. <laughs> German bureaucracy, as we all know is a little bit tricky, but okay. Like challenge accepted, <laughs> let, let, let's give it a try. And that's, that's when I actually learned one of the most important lessons in my, um, experience that if I have a question, there's always someone who knows the answer. So I was like, went around the office. We were sharing the office with a couple of other companies back then, and I asked people, "Hey, <laughs> I have this task to do. <laughs> can you help me?" So actually, yeah, the people were, they were like, "Okay, here's the list. You need to do this, 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 and that." And like, okay, you know, Google Translate, and it worked out at the, at the end. So that was super stressful, but okay, why why not? I can do that. So um, yeah, the beginnings were tricky, uh, but then. Uh, in time, we were, you know, hiring more people. We hired a tech team in Poland. We hired a uh, person responsible for HR. We hired salespeople, account managers. So all of the like major positions were filled. So I so I uh, focused on operations and fundraising, and that's that's something like a little bit specialized uh, in the meantime. But when we reached the level of like you know closing seed round and going into a round where it's not about like you know hands on, but just more about growth. I decided, okay, like the emotions are like, you know, calming down a little bit. This excitement is running out. So I decided to, to leave the company pursuing another idea. I had no idea what I'm going to do, but I knew that, okay, that's the moment that I need to, to move forward.
0: So it, it kind of became a bit, I mean, boring, but only in a sense that not so ex- as exciting as uh, as at the beginning, just for you. Yes, because exactly. So the because person.
1: the reason for me to join my first company was to learn the, the world of startup, how, mm-hmm. to, how to you know build the company, what's happening there, what are the stages? So like I achieved my what I wanted. So I learned that and I also saw that what's happening later is not necessarily the thing that yeah. I'm so excited about. So I wanted to try to do it again with another company. So when I left, um, I decided okay, advertisement technology is not something that I'm super passionate about. <laughs> Again. Uh, so let's try to find an industry or a product that is doing something meaningful. So I started to look around Berlin, like I was basically Googling interesting startups, interesting companies. And that's how, like scrolling through some conference uh, setup, I came across a company called Elegant Embellishment. So they were par- uh, architects that invented a material that was basically eating smoke out of there. Like, wow, that sounds super interesting. So really weird story i just send them an email like you know really cold email i had no connection no network around that i just send them an email saying hey i think what you do is awesome amazing i that's my experience i'm a business developer i would like to work on another startup maybe there's some overlap let's talk and surprise, surprise, they wrote me back. Yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the right Funny style. Thing. <laughs> Funny thing, because we are actually looking for someone of your set of skills. I'm like, okay, let's let's give it a try. So when we met uh, with Alison and Daniel, I found out that they actually invented another material. Um, and they wanted to, to set up another company to to exactly work on this one. So that was like, you know perfect moments perfect time for me sending this email like le- everything led to this point of us meeting and just finding that okay we like each other we have a lot of in common and we really well you know um complement uh, our sets skills are complementary so they needed what i had uh, vice versa so yeah we just started yeah.
0: cool cool Lance.
1: and what happened yeah <laughs> um yeah, the material is, is, is the company is still there of course in the company uh, in the world so um congrats guys um but what i found out is that the uh, material space non-software hardware uh, is a completely different world like you know in tech in SaaS startups everything is happening so fast bam 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 you have like iteration new product release and everything like how to gain clients and here the pace was a bit slower because we really needed to focus on developing the product itself the mm-hmm. material like you know twisting the recipe to, to adjust it for the certification um, requirements or something so it really was taking a lot of time so I started working on fundraising and the business development like looking for potential clients but in time after a couple of months we saw okay we're not ready for that yet mm-hmm simply saying that's, that's how the R and D part was simply exactly. larger than expected. Exactly. So at some point we decided, okay, so we will put a stop right now mm-hmm. on the business development and focus solely on the product and then came back to that later. So basically there was no, no reason for me to stay in the company, like in full time. So I decided to leave, mm-hmm. uh, leave for now and look for something else. Uh, and my idea was that, okay, I tried this again. Building companies also is awesome. really exciting, and I would like to get back to that sometime in the future. But right now, I would like to, to learn more about it. Mm-hmm. So I decided, okay, maybe it would be a good time for me to switch sides to the dark side and try, like, you know...
0: Well, well before we go there, like, I have a question regarding both companies. So, based on your story, uh, I, I assume to some extent they were at, at similar stages, uh, at maybe not for the whole time, but still... Is this excitement that you were looking for, and this kind of innovation, like starting something from scratch, was it? Was it something that you expected that you that you found at the second company, or was it very different from this first experience at the ad tech company?
1: It was a little bit different because. Um in active company or generally in software companies, you're starting with an idea, you start building a product, but at the end, in couple of months later, you can f- realize that it's something completely different, and you went into the di- di- different direction because that's the feedback you got from the market. That, in order to get um, uh, get it right, you need to change the approach. So like, you know, the iteration process in software companies is way faster. So at the end, it's like a little bit more exciting, you could say, because it's changing constantly. And in a hardware or like a material company, it's different because you need to, okay, you can change the direction a little bit. I don't know, try to approach different clients, but the product itself is generally not changing as fast as Mm -hmm. it is in software. So the pace was slower, still exciting because you also you had to do all the all the things around that. But but it is a little bit different. World. Mm-hmm.
0: And from the perspective of your personal development,
1: for me, second company was more like a confirmation that I'm going to the right direction okay. and that I know what I'm doing and I I get the, I get the skills. So I did develop in terms of like I was doing more advanced things or I had more, more responsibility in the different areas. But, in general, for me, it was like really confirmation. Okay. that's cool. I feel good. I want to do more. Um, and that's that's how my next idea came up
0: but for the for the uh, people who are at the beginning of their their career uh, as founders or in general, mm-hmm would you would you say that one was better than the other one or it doesn't really matter because you can get those skills no matter no absolutely not
1: you would not you cannot say that one was better than the other everything depends on basically how much responsibility do you want to take okay because you can develop more here or there depending on like how much you are really hands-on and how active you are in order to develop your own skills. because in the same company, even if you're like trying one thing and then another, everything depends on you, especially on the early stage, you can just feel comfortable, sit on a chair and do the task that others are like telling you to do or you can be proactive and really go there looking for things that you can uh, do in order to develop yourself. So it it doesn't matter which company basically you are, it matters more like if you feel comfortable in the position you are, and if you have like the possibility even from the environment around you to do more in order to develop yourself.
0: Okay. So the environment is important, but at the end of the day, it's your um, engagement uh, that really matters.
1: I think that's what works for me. I might not be right. I don't know, but that's my experience. Okay.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay. And then the dark side. That was interesting way (laughs) to put it. (laughs) What is, what is the dark side here? Like
1: the dark side is, uh, no, it's just a joke. Uh, But when I left uh, my second company, I decided I would like to learn more from experience of other founders. And when I was thinking about how I can achieve that was like, okay, I can join one company and another company again, or co-found my next one. But, I decided to pursue the, the road that was a bit harder. So join either um, Venture Capital or Accelerator or, or um, Incubator. So some sort of organization that is in constant contact with multiple founders. And is like, you know, helping them actively on their road of, uh, of building a company. For me, that was super exciting to to try and learn from others' experience to, you know, get this taste of different business models, of different industries, of the different setups. So for me, that was really attractive, especially that I, of course, being in Berlin, you have a network of of friends and some of my friends were working in a similar environment. So I knew how this could potentially look look like. So I was looking around. Uh, there was a small uh, bump on the roads because I got pregnant uh, straight after leaving the company. A, a minor one. <laughs> a minor one,
0: actually.
1: No, but that actually came in the perfect time because I decided to take a break for all my pregnancy time. We, uh, With my husband, he also took a sabbatical three months. So we went for like a road trip in Europe. The second trimester really recommended to every every girl there. Uh, it was super cool because I had this, you know, um, break between one like one career before i joined another one Mm -hmm. so i okay there there was the maternity leave and like no raising a child but like let's forget about that for a second but for me that was really cool that i had this like mental break with one between another Mm -hmm. so uh it wasn't a bump actually it was like a nice uh you know uh, nice
0: development between like those two different paths
1: yeah so uh when my maternity leave um finished after a year i decided to like you know pursue the idea i had uh, had before so i started contacting uh, various companies Uh, so at the end i started working with venture capital here from berlin yeah Uh, something more of course yes (laughs) (laughs) you
0: started then what's happening
1: um yeah so i'm really really grateful for them to give me the opportunity because um it was a problem a little bit when I was like looking for a work, uh, the fact that I have a one-year-old kid there and I had like, you know, a gap in my um, in my CV. So not everyone was like really keen in talking to me even. Uh, it's not like a rule. It was just a couple of situations. So at the end, I'm really grateful that for some people it was not a problem at all. And it, it, that's the way how it should be. Yeah. Um, so when I started working for um, for VC here, I was like uh, I had actually a split personality then because I was I had like a double uh, position, let's say. So on one hand, I was uh, doing all the analyst job, you know, talking to startups, analyzing, sourcing deals, uh, etc. So all the regular stuff. But on the other hand, I was there helping one of the portfolio companies in fundraising. So at the same time, I was being approached as an investor, and I was approaching investors looking for money so like really split personality so many
0: things you could do on one call (laughs) yeah exactly
1: but at the end it was super cool experience because i really dig deep into the fundraising process from both sides at the same time so i you know refreshed my skills uh from the past and i really learned how it works mm-hmm. like really, really deep to the level of, I don't know, preparing the materials uh, or analyzing the materials at the same time. So super, super cool experience.
0: What was the biggest, uh, maybe um, surprise or um, simply something that uh, brought your attention when you, when you switch size sites?
1: Um, how many cool startups there are?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like really you, the, the problem I had was that, when you work in uh, venture capital, you have like, you know, specific set of companies you're looking for, a specific mm-hmm. focus that is uh, uh, set in stone almost. And okay, if you find something really cool from other industry, you're, you're gonna skip it. Yeah. So that was kind of a problem at the beginning for me because I felt that I would like to work on certain problems. I would love to support some startups that like, I came across and I think are doing something super valuable, not only you know, generating money or something. Um, the truth to be told, like my company was very flexible because it's privately owned. So whenever a subject was interesting for uh, for the owner, that we would we could focus on it. But at the end, I felt like I would like to be like you know, I would like be to be responsible for choosing what topics we're we're focusing on. So I knew that uh, yeah, I'm learning here a lot, but it's again, it's just like you know. Quick stop on on the road somewhere else. Um, nevertheless, I like you know for me it was super eye opening on how the the other side is working. Mm-hmm. I knew how how it's working from the startup side, from the founder side, and then I learned okay, so that's your motivation reality. Okay, now I understand.
0: And when you when you switched sides, so apart from like um, you know the surprises or something that maybe you didn't expect from the beginning. From your personal perspective, was it difficult to, to adapt, to suddenly become an investor and uh, say, Whoa, well, now I, you know, I'm this important person on the other side of the table. Like, did you have any kind of...
1: Uh... Yes and no, again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I felt really good in like, you know, sourcing and analyzing and like reading about the problems that the startups are, mm-hmm. are working about. I felt like super good. Okay. Yes, I can do it yeah, all day. Is... Like someone's paying me to learn stuff. Come on, is there a better job. <laughs> What's, not like? <laughs> What's not to
0: like? What's not to
1: like? The problem was uh, the moment when you had to say no. And it's always tough. And but, you know you're, that yourself. Like you see that, okay, everything is okay. But there is this one point that is like, you know, disqualifying you or something. And then you have to... Give the feedback to 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 someone in a way that is professional, but might be valuable. And I didn't want to be one of those guys that are just saying, "Hey, no," because it's not our focus. I really wanted to 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 learn how to tell, okay. Okay. In in a way that it's like you know more personal, and that that was kind of something that I not struggled, but I had to learn how to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. So like conveying the message in a way that it's valuable instead of just saying uh, out of yes. focus. and Yeah.
1: And then, then, of course, like, OK, if I made the right decision, maybe they will be like, oh, amazing company. And I said no to them. Then, then you have to learn how to how to live with the decision.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Cool. Um, so uh, this is uh, the, the first investment uh, step uh, yeah. or station on your career. What happens next?
1: Well, what happens next uh, is that uh, besides working for for VC here, I also started um, supporting uh, venture capital from Poland as a consultant, like doing some market analysis for them. Um, so I had like uh, I had this this one as well, and then. Uh, I met you, simply saying. (laughs) Again, by pure coincidence, like I reached out to some guy on LinkedIn who I thought is doing really cool stuff. We met, started to talk and he told me, hey, there are those guys from Poland that that want to start investing and said, okay, please make a connection. I'm really curious to to learn more. So that's how we met because, uh, because someone made the connection seeing like, okay, there's a potential for something there. I
0: actually remember the, fir- the first meeting. I misunderstood what the guy who introduced us <laughs> meant, and he said you are interested in co-investing or something. And I'm like, okay, let's meet. And then he told me, oh, I'm also looking for different opportunities, you know. And I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like cool. you
1: always have to be open to to, to various opportunities. That's who, that's what I learned uh, in my like you know working um, uh, working path. That. For me, so many things happen by accident yeah. that I just have to be open. Yeah. Like, I cannot, like, set... Okay, and now I'm setting my mind exactly on, like, you know, Ragnarsson and Impact Investing. But at the same time, when we are talking to various partners or, or various startups, I'm open to... to okay, any ideas that are coming here and I didn't think about how I can you know, implement them within things I'm doing right now. Not necessarily looking for another job. But you could be calm, not. <laughs> and that's not the type of routines I'm looking for. But in general, that's, that's something I've learned as well along the way Got it. you need Got to it. be open.
0: Yeah, like with, I, I totally agree. When I was, I don't know, like 19 or something, I thought like things can be planned. Uh, so I had this idea of my career, of my future, and I was just following it step by step. And all of a sudden, I became a very different person <laughs> from, from the one I, I was planning to be. Yep. Um, so definitely, um, yeah, yep. uh, opportunities and luck in life, and, exactly. and this randomness—it's—it's it's really
1: exactly like imagine if you would not meet me, how you how would uh, it go, right?
0: <laughs> how do you um, like now? Right now, we are at Ragnarson. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you? What kind of differences do you see? What kind of different ways of, of kind of getting your value from your personal perspective you you see for yourself?
1: Well, I think the thing that is uh, really Im- impacting me right now from, from working uh, in impact investing is that I'm learning a lot about stuff that I was not aware of mm-hmm. in terms of, the problems that we are facing as humanity, as Earth, or me as a person, as a mother. So the fact that I can learn from all the people we're talking to, and they are really amazing, and every single one of them is working on super important thing, is something that is could not be undervalued, mm-hmm. simply saying. So I developed more as a conscious person, my like personal life is more sustainable right now because i'm learning so much about like things how, how should i change my behavior in order to you know uh, be better so i feel like my personal development is like skyrocketing right now and in terms of my professional development it's exactly the same like i'm forced to learn or try or talk about topics i know w- when nothing you, when about, you put right? it like
0: you're forced <laughs> i'm not sure if this is good or bad it is
1: good it is good because it it force, it it is forcing me to go out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and like i when i we started i didn't think i'm gonna do this this and that i'm i i did not know we we're gonna start doing like the, the video podcast i had no
0: idea as well so exactly. no worries. so for me that
1: is like huge change in my personality and i'm really like grateful maybe it's a too big world, but I'm really happy that I, I have this opportunity to to do stuff that I didn't think I'm I could be good at.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you think about the, the, the place you're at right now, do you have this feeling like you kind of, you to some extent you found something you were looking for? Because when you mentioned your first company, you said, "Well, maybe Attek is not my destiny. Maybe mm-hmm. I should be looking more." And you found this uh, material company okay closer to impact you know very cool but you know problems that it's not wasn't so relevant for them and then the investor different topics not necessarily impact and right now we are strictly on on this on this thing and do you see it's you kind of found this 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 um how do you call it like um uh like a shipyard but the the place where uh, sweet spot (laughs) sweet spot
1: (laughs) um I think right now I feel very comfortable about what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I am I feel really good about the every day that I have to, to, to do things and I see that everything that I was doing, all the couple of companies, all the experience I had, everything, all the skills I had to, to gain in order to, to, to get somewhere led me to this place because I see that everything I've learned so far is very useful right now. Mm-hmm. So I see that... Okay, all of that made sense completely. It's good. I IT took to risks with uh, changing and everything. And right now, I feel good about you know using what I've learned to do something good, mm-hmm. and I totally love it. And what I really like also about our current setup or our current um, adventure is that I see that it could develop into something even further. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna stop doing what we're doing right yeah. now, just being angel investors. I've see that we can combine it with various scenarios with various options and i have no idea which one is gonna is gonna be there but each single one is very exciting for me Mm -hmm. so i feel that i'm in the right place in the right time and i'm not gonna change it for 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 some time (laughs) you don't know some (laughs) time no but i i feel really good
0: cool cool the, the whole story it sounds like you really have no regrets is but maybe there is something you would have done differently if, if you had known that whatever. Or at least like if you were to give an advice um, to a founder, maybe there was something that was missing, maybe something that you should have started earlier than later, those kind of mm-hmm. those kind of insights
1: there were a couple of situations without like uh, telling the, the details that i think i could have been more active i could have asked more i could have talked more i could, i tried to should have like pursue my idea more than just uh, giving up to someone else's uh, that i think could have changed something mm-hmm. maybe not like in a major way but uh, but in like the middle one but so I would say it's better to say too much than not say enough, or better to act too much than be inactive, okay. than, than, than be passive. So the, those are the situations that I regret that I was too passive.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to some extent. Okay. Um, and so my question is: You have this very nice career path, you were developing different skills on the road and, you know, finally reaching the destination of of being an investor, at least for now. Um, Do you think everyone should have like this, um, like keep building the skills from the scratch and just slowly pursuing? Or is it possible, for instance, to uh, a bit um, um, reverse the situation and even, you know, become an investor as a young person? even though you might not have the skills or so on. And maybe being an investor is not like specifically like demanding thing and it's, you know, you really need years of experience. But what I'm just trying to say is sometimes people start small, make small mm-hmm. small steps, develop, develop. And then after 10 years, maybe they, they set up a company.
1: I would say it's about, about awareness of what's necessary to achieve something in the role that you're imagining. So for example, if someone would like to, to become an investor, I'm totally pro like uh, all the things that you're learning in practice. I, I think it's it's a good approach, but you need to be aware if what the skills that you have or the experience you had right now, how would that benefit you becoming an investor? If you become an investor, like what's the minimum, for example, that you need to, to have not to fail immediately, for example. So I would say start with self-assessment of, mm-hmm. of your own skills, what you feel good at, what you like to do. That's also very important to realize yeah. what type of um, tasks you like to do. And if that fit even in a minimal way, into what you imagine could be the role and talk to people that knows how it works. Like mm-hmm. start talking to as many people as possible. Like reach out to your network, ask for introductions. Before you make any decision, try to, to get the understanding. You you will get like a plenty of advices from people, half of them will be negative probably, but like try to, to get the overview and then make a decision yourself, being aware that it's okay to fail, but it only if you really went there with like a full conscience mm-hmm. of the risks and your strengths and your weaknesses. But if you go like, oh, I want to be an investor, let's give it a try. Okay, then you're wasting probably a time in mm-hmm. terms of like it involve it, you, your time could be spent better. Time of people you're talking to could be spent better. Maybe maybe the money you would like to invest could be spent in a better way. Like yep. it's okay to learn, but achieve uh, assess the risks that are related to you learning this position. So I'm, I think waiting 10 years in order to, to, to went somewhere, it might be too much, but spend some time on understanding understanding your strengths. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, this is a very valuable lesson. And, uh, from my perspective, also something not very obvious to, I mean, to everyone, I I struggle with it from time to time as well. So I get it. Okay. Kasia one last question. If you were to advise um, one, I don't know, experience, um, book, whatever it is, that really influenced you from the perspective of, you know, entrepreneurship, being a founder, what would it be?
1: No, I'm reading a lot. So I've read so many books that one is not like popping up right now, but I think...
0: Maybe reading is the
1: generally reading yes it's always a good, uh, good advice but I think uh, what might be even easier is talking to people mm-hmm. who are doing something completely different than you that are uh, they have various experience or that they achieved something else that might be interesting for you or even don't like to get this feedback about the possibilities that are there like what I mentioned in the beginning that I didn't even know that there are like job positions like like here that we're back in poland like go there and try to to understand the possibilities that you that you Mm -hmm. have there and you will not learn that just from blog posts or something you have to talk to people and get the understanding from them of what does it actually mean to be a founder for example it's not only about you know managing people or talking to investors but it's this this and that and that's the knowledge that you will get only from talking to people So I would say go and talk, even if you're introvert like me. I am introvert, surprise. Uh, (laughs) Just just force yourself to talk.
0: So to to summarize the the three things I learned from you today, Uh, what you said to right now, so kind of understanding the spectrum of possibilities by speaking with people, reading, whatever it is. Uh, The second you mentioned was just learning the skills from scratch, even if it means uh, founding a company, which might be scary, might be something you have no clue about. But eventually, people are gonna help you. Uh, and the third one is something I um, um, something that I <laughs> 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 managed to forget. <laughs> Talk it, to people. It was it was on my mind, but yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Talking to people.
1: Talking to people. So Kasha. thank you for talking to me. Exactly. Thank you so much for
0: telling your story. Uh, it was very interesting to hear, and uh, I especially like when we know, you know, you dive a bit deeper with someone. You will really understand the, you know, what was the the hit the story, what was the the kind of causation on your career path. So thank you so f- so much for sharing it, and uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And stay tuned for the next episode.
1: Thank you.